Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Fabulous and Female. I'm Helen Corsi-Cadmore, an award-winning business growth specialist, coach and consultant and a mum to twin girls. My podcast is about having honest conversations with busy, ambitious females about growing your business to have a better balanced life and of course, avoiding burnout. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Welcome to another episode of Fabulous and Female. Today, I am delighted to be here with another wonderful guest. My guest today is Suzanne Ulf. Suzanne is a lover of stationery. Building a stationery business during lockdown was a perfect next step for Suzanne. With a focus on connection and communication at its heart, Combossa Studio was born with an ethical core using only FSC certified sustainable cardstocks from UK paper mills. The business has grown rapidly from the first Easter card collection sold locally in 2020, that wonderful year that we will never, ever forget, to being invited to sell Christmas card collections in the fabulous Harvey Nichols store in winter 2022. Suzanne is also a award-winning business owner and has won the best luxury stationer in Scotland in the Perfect Gift Awards. So a huge, huge welcome, Suzanne. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. You are welcome. It's fabulous to have you with me. So, and I've mentioned in that bio then a lot about sort of the stationery and um, the amazing awards you've won, but actually you had a career previous to this of over 20 years in a particular industry. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about that background? Yeah, um, I was a teacher for a long time, very long yeah. time. I was an English teacher and an English as a second language teacher. Oh, um, I didn't know you were a second language. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, um, that was great. Really actually enjoyed it. Didn't Not one of the people who left teaching because I didn't enjoy it anymore. Yeah, okay did really enjoy it as a thing and it's not something I would have a hesitation about going back to if it came down to it but I just knew I had to do my own thing for a while. Yeah you just knew there was something else. So 20 years in that industry and then in 2020 was it you decided to leave that? Well do you know I actually decided to leave in 2019. Okay. I had my notice in the April of 2019. Ah was dual qualified the school that I was in found it quite difficult to get somebody to take on yeah. um so me being me I didn't want to let the kids down probably <laughs> I was a bit fearful about leaving as well because it yeah. into the unknown especially when yeah. you're self-employed too um so it took three rounds of interviews for them to get someone so actually it was the wow. end of summer, um before I actually left oh wow so they're quite a while then really before yeah and and actually, I still stayed on doing a couple of days a week until the May. Um, so it really was May 2020 before I finally left. But oh my goodness! Times, of course, we had lockdown. And <laughs> Yay! Wonderful. So yes, leaving a permanent teaching career to then join my husband in our wedding stationery business suddenly didn't seem like the oh right. Oh my god, <laughs> Suzanne! I cannot even imagine what must have been going through your head at that time. So can you share with me what's going through your head? <laughs> what the hell have I done? Yeah. And what, so obviously, you, you know, you you did leave. And yes, we had these thoughts about going through your head. What the hell have I done? So what did you do? Well, 
then we thought, well, we've got an entire workshop here set up. We are stationers. We can deal with this until weddings come back. And yeah. that we launched our first Easter collection. And that was amazing. It was actually a really good friend who suggested it. We hadn't even really thought Easter cards were a thing. Yeah, it's surprising, actually. Easter cards are. Yeah. So we came up with our first couple of designs. Um, we got them, we got we produced them ourselves. Um, a few mm. of them thinking if we could sell maybe 100 or so, that'd be brilliant. Um, we advertised them on our local Facebook group. Yeah. Sold a thousand in the first week. <laughs> a thousand? Well, I didn't know you sold that many. I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty. Actually, yeah, to think about it, a thousand Easter cards when you think, mm, people, do they actually really sell, send Easter cards? <laughs> really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I was really surprised by that. I think because at that point, it was the height of the first lockdown. So yeah. people really wanted to send cards to each other. So, yeah. you know, on the front of them sending hugs or, or something like that oh, as well yeah that right thing at the right time yeah absolutely um but it definitely made me think that there there is potentially a business here that we could do mm. uh, so yeah we opened a, an Etsy shop and then um built a Shopify website as well and that they've both just gone from strength to strength which is brilliant so quite yeah. established with these two things which is good I love the fact that you've just said, you know, I just started, it all sounds so like easy. I just started this business. I set up an Etsy shop. I set up a Shopify, you know, from somebody that worked as a teacher for over 20 years. <laughs> How was that, you know, setting up an Etsy shop and, and setting up Shopify? How did you learn to do that? Um, by Googling a lot and screaming <laughs> a lot, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And always yeah. been really keen to learn and always trying to get as many tutorials or working with different people or yeah. find as much as I can. Because I think you it's good to learn everything for yourself so that yeah. you might want to outsource different areas of it in the future. But I think if you know how it all works and how it all fits together, then mm. that gives you a really good basis to grow from. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all, it all sounds quite a lot now, but at the time it just felt like it was the next logical step and then the, yeah. next, the next one. So yeah. Uh, many many mistakes made oh well, yeah and I yeah. and I wouldn't expect you to have a business if you didn't have many mistakes made because that you know that's real life isn't it um tell us where the name Combossa comes from so Combossa actually came from well it's our wedding business our, our wedding business is Combossa luxury wedding invitations yeah and that's because it's a, a phrase we when we decided to get married um mm we were going to go on honeymoon to Brazil. And there was a kind of link with that at that point until we realised that July in Brazil is winter. <laughs> that's maybe not the best time to go. So we didn't, but that's where it came from. We designed our own wedding invitations and that's where the, the business kind of sprung from. Yeah, ah, okay. Anyway, it's so all kind of fitted together. But in Brazil, there is a, a Portuguese phrase, combossa, which means to do something with your own style and your own unique way. Oh, it's just something that felt right for us with wedding stationery. You know, we're yeah. a bit different, possibly yeah. from other things out there. You know, we're not sticky on sparkles and ribbons and things. So it was for the kind of really Suzanne. Now, if you, you obviously you can't see Suzanne, but you wouldn't know because she wears the most beautiful, bright red glasses with gorgeous lipstick. But yeah, I can never see you in sparkles and ribbons. No. 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 <laughs> So yeah, it just it's just for that. So when um we tried to, you know, when I set up the Etsy shop, I was going to call that Combossa as well, but we need to make it a wee bit different, Combossa Studio. Again, yeah. thinking that it would only be for six months or so. 
Um, and now it's not. Now it's established. But I quite like the fact there's the, the wedding side and then the other station side. And it makes mm. sense. They've got the same umbrella name. And yeah, the name absolutely. Because it's all about doing things. You yeah. Know, in your own way I love that I really love it and to have a you know I'm, a, I'm passionate about product businesses but I think to have a product business that that really really resonates with you the way you are um and then that fits in with so many people that also love your designs um I'm just going to touch on the design so do you and I'm going to mention your wonderful partner Richard does do you both do the designs yourself or have that uh, separation in your roles um, it's quite a mix of things, actually. So we do we do anything that we put on anywhere. We both do it together. Um, yeah. Okay. Much more technically able than I am, although I am learning. That's kind of the next thing <laughs> I'm doing now as well. Um, so <laughs> we we find our designs in lots of different ways. The topography based ones, um, some of the illustrations there, us completely. Sometimes we mm. find an illustrator that we like the style of. It's something that we would buy, and then we work with that illustrator. Right. Um, yeah. Some of our cards, like the, the kimono range, are actually ancient mm. fabrics that are from the VNA. So we have a license that we can use those designs. Ah. Are you watering expensively? Yes. Oh, yes, I can imagine. Yeah. Lockdown went up massively. Oh, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so we use them as well. So really, it's just about finding, finding or designing something that I would buy. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Tricky one, but you can't. I think at first I thought that you would try and please a lot of people and you would try and make sure you've got something that lots of different people would like. And that's one of the mistakes that I made at the start because yeah. you absolutely can't. You have to no. with products that you totally believe in and you can only really believe in things that you like, really, I think. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And, you know, I think finding the inspiration and the designs that you would actually buy and and I'm taking this a step back there as well because you you know your Easter cards for example when you first started a thousand people bought those and yeah okay it was probably the time in but actually what they, they bought them as well for the designs mm-hmm. so you know and if you just you've collaborated as well with people or companies illustrators you know that that you like it's obviously working because you're an established business now so when, so you've mentioned there about Brazil and um, your kimonos range. Is there a particular theme there that you you kind of tend to follow for your for designs? Well, I think the funny thing is um, that most of our designs are kind of Nordic in style. That seems to yeah. be a style that, that we really like and that's mm. that people pick up on quite well. The only other side to our design range is Japanese through the mm. range. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> a whole different area came out last year called Japan Day, which is apparently a mix of Japanese and... No, is it? Yeah, uh-huh. so, I'm writing that down. I've never heard of it. Japan Day. Yeah, it might be a bit of a flash in the pan, but I thought it was quite funny. I like it. Good design ethics, you know, the ethos. Yeah, them. and I've got some of your beautiful... And they are, I'm not just saying this for you on the podcast, they're absolutely beautiful Um, so elegant. And so they they feel luxurious which is you know part of your your brand as well um out of those is there any particular ones that the sell better and at certain times of year or um do you know it goes through phases there are definitely styles at different mm. times that are really popular so all of a sudden something will sell and then that will really 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 sell yeah it won't sell for a while um mm. But so then you see are, the peaks and troughs. Definitely. Yeah. 
abstract cards, like particular collections of abstracts, suddenly sell all the time mm. and don't sell for months. Um, yeah. But there are some other ones that uh, do sell all year, like the Hummingbird card that just sells mm. all the time. That just never doesn't sell. Oh, so gorgeous. Obviously, at the end, we'll talk about where to find you and your products. But yeah, go and have a look at the Hummingbird. It's, it's just beautiful. I absolutely love it. I'm going to ask you a really honest com- kind of question here. What is it really like having a product business in 2023? <laughs> so it's um, really exciting and really bloody hard. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about this before we came on and I was like please be candid and honest in your answers because that's what people want to hear so why is it exciting I still don't ever lose the the excitement and the buzz of a sale coming through there is still something really lovely when somebody who's a complete stranger not a friend mm-hmm. and family member <laughs> yeah, yeah actually chooses something that you've designed or that you've produced or that you're you know and that's an absolutely amazing thing and I'll always love that and I'll always mm-hmm. want to make it a big thing but yeah are living in a cost of living crisis at the mm. moment and yeah. people are worried about money and there there isn't yeah. really that much out there for extras and luxuries and things so yeah not worried about it coming back it will come back but yeah at the moment I think it's about product businesses are riding the storm at the moment and I think what really saddens me is quite a few people that I know well businesses that I know well have gone under because lockdown mm. was difficult enough if you're yeah saying. yeah so, yeah difficult enough but coming out of that into this has made things really quite tricky so you know there is that word pivoting but pivoting mm-hmm. is the only thing really that you can do I think you have yeah. to be flexible and yeah absolutely and and you know it's not just the sort of people spend it's it's the the cost that you incur as well you mentioned it to me off offline but you know uh, cost of paper you know that kind of thing you yeah. know it's it, yeah. it like you said it's skyrocketed mm-hmm. um so it's tough so so how do you sort of maintain that um level of excitement you said you know when you get that sale now when things are difficult in in the product business at the moment um just through gratitude I think yeah <laughs> Everything. That wonderful gratitude, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely <laughs> gratitude, and always thinking as well that you know a parent, you know, a person just bought a card before it came on, um, mm. and that person will then potentially join the email list, and then that person might then come back at Christmas or look for journals or notebooks, and uh, yeah. we do have quite a high retention rate of clients, and the mm. customers they do come back a lot. Yeah. Um, we also have quite a lot of people getting in touch with us looking for bespoke de- design for. Yeah. You know, we just did a Buddhist temple wedding, um, all sorts of different things. Ooh, did you? Yeah, and that that was really nice, and 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 corporate stuff as well, and all sorts of different things. So I mm. think excitement comes from for me every single day. You never know quite what's going to happen that day and who's going yeah. to get in touch. And yeah. usually by the end of the day, something that you didn't expect has happened, and some other avenues opened up, and that's what keeps it really exciting and really. Yeah. I think yeah. attitude's got to be at the, the root of all of it. As yeah, well. absolutely. And I think, you know, going back to when you started, you know, just the gratitude for those people buying Easter cards. And I love the fact that you said um, you've got a really good retention and it's that loyalty, I guess, that you would get as well with your with your customers. Because, the, the, like I was talking about it earlier, but the quality and the design is so lovely. When you see a card that you've produced to some, you know, you go and buy a pound card in a shop in town or something you know, the, the difference is is so vast um 
and I, yeah, I just, I'm just going to say it again, the quality and the luxury of your, of your products are fantastic. I'm just going to briefly touch on the, um, the bespoke nature of what you do, because I think it was it last year you you introduced to to go back to the wedding side of the stationery business. So you introduced like specific um, bespoke cards or pictures that can go with the wedding stationery. Is that right? Of like the venue? Yeah, we have. Yeah. We had a venue illustration collection, but we've decided to really push that this year. So our yeah. focus is beyond that um, and trying to keep things simple. So. You can have the, the the illustration of the venue with um, digitally printed or in hot foil or something like that. Yeah. But it's a very kind of classic and elegant look, um, yeah. which I think fits our ethos for our business. So that's yeah. what we kind of been focused on. So we have about 70 odd now. We have about 70 Oh, wow. God, that's grown. Yeah. When we were talking about it, it was only a few. So, wow, that's brilliant. Actually good. And they're all um, hand-drawn by Richard. He's the resident artist um so but I'm gonna give it a go actually I don't know what I was gonna say come on Suzanne let's <laughs> you give it a go <laughs> I'll go add something else to your you know your list to do <laughs> I I midnight, between midnight and two in the morning that'll be that plan <laughs> <laughs> oh it must be amazing though for you know for Richard to be able to draw those and then for somebody as you said to purchase those and be in their homes a part as part of their wet special day um yeah I think he you know he must just a little mention to Richard there as well but he must get a, a big buzz from that as well yeah and I think that's actually a perfect example of being able to use and reuse what you've done the sketches yeah. originally for wedding stationery and then mm. we actually if we make these a bit bigger and put a date and names on it they become suddenly a really good wedding gift or anniversary yeah. Yeah, and that's what we sell in our Etsy shop, um, and yeah. they're really popular, which has been quite good as well. So it's repurposing something that you've already got. Yeah, absolutely. Gone up massively. It's difficult to break even on a greeting card, but not so difficult to break even if it's a you know a print. On a print, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Adapting to what the current situation is and doing what you can do with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I've got um, we got married in Greece, but we we've got a, a picture of our um outside the chapel we got married um and we've got that on our wall and I love it every day um and I think yeah to have that picture of your wedding venue that's not a picture um yeah. like, not a picture I mean uh, not a, a photograph it's actually a, a drawing it just makes that even more special doesn't it yeah it really does I love that okay so we pivoted quite a lot. So we were talking about the word pivot. And in my days, it was just you've changed. You've changed direction. But I like the word pivot now. So you've gone from being a teacher, mm-hmm. um, very successful teacher. You enjoyed what you did. But you felt like there was something more. You came into the stationery business. Um, now you're going to be do- doing some drawing, which is on my list to remind you. Um, <laughs> but also you started something else called the Curious Wolf. Yes, I have. Tell me about this. So the Curious Wolf is probably quite a passion project, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, It goes back, you know, it merges where I've come from with where Mm -hmm. I am now, which is quite interesting. So it's based around creative writing, um, Mm -hmm. but more in the the, writing for well-being and just feeling good about yourself and, you know, self-worth and confidence and and all that side of things. But it's about connection because I think people are still looking for connection. Yeah. So there's Massively. going to, there's going to be a membership with lots of live things happening, lots of connection time happening. There's going to be real in-person events because we all need that again. Yay! So 
Good evening. You, you know my passion about real in, in life, <laughs> in life events. So, yeah, so I'm working away on that just now. Um, I love my logo. I love the name for it. Um, mm-hmm. just, Where did that come from? Where did the, the name sort of come from? Do you know, if we were out for dinner years ago, before actually even I left, uh-huh. we were, I was thinking about it then because it was mm-hmm. one of the things I was planning to do when I left teaching. Yeah talking and coming up with different things and it was actually going to be lady libertine for a while until mm-hmm. we what libertine meant and thought that's really not going to work to be yeah yeah <laughs> so I was just kind of playing about with c's and w's for creative writing um and then we come up with that and do you know it just works so well because you know i love dogs you know we yeah are, we both love dogs yeah, totally <laughs> And so the dogs that we have today basically were descendants from the curious wolves that came and sat by the fire. Amazing. Um, the name, surname Ulf as well means wolf. So there's yeah. many different ways that it just works. So. Just interlinks, doesn't it? Brilliant. I love writing and I don't think I'm very good at it. Yeah, I don't think I'm very good at it. And I don't do it very often. Um, as a limiting belief there in my head. I'm not very good at writing. But that's, that's, for, that's for another episode. Um <laughs> But actually, yeah, so if somebody has got that sort of, like I, like I said, I love writing, it's got a passion, but feels that, oh, what am I actually going to get from it? What can they get from, from being part of the Curious Wolf? They'll get to f- be in a place where they feel like they really belong. You know, they'll get to be in a place where they can attempt different things, they can try different things, yeah. and they can see just how good they can be. Because everybody's mm. right. It's just having the right prompts in the right places yeah. to get in different ways. So yeah. Be trying to not keep it make it too serious but I will be teaching some of the basic points that you need to be able to write from and um, then there'll be there's going to be a couple of different levels in it there's going to be the the well-being lounge which is more focusing on joy list and gratitude and things like that and sensory writing and things that you can just do to shift your mindset at that point in time yeah love it it's going to be the writer's lounge which will be more about um definitely trying you know different pieces of of writing and more advanced techniques and skills and things okay yeah come collaboration where you could be working with somebody as well mm. you know, like reading what you've written to them or um perhaps thinking about a screenplay or something like that that you could work on together with somebody yeah it's quite serious or it could just be just for the laugh just for I was the gonna say yeah because could it in my head it's like oh is it going to be for people that want to write a book or want to do something that's you know, publishers a screenplay or whatever it is, or is it just for somebody that likes to have a bit of fun writing? Yeah, it's for everyone. It's for everyone, it, and there's going to be different spaces that will suit yeah. different types of people. What I don't Love want it. to feel is that they have to be a published author, or um, they have to have an aim to be a published author to be part. Yeah. Of. It's absolutely not about that. It's just about learning something new, having some fun while you're doing it, just being part of a community that's a yeah. Lovely. yeah lovely safe space and I think that's still really relevant so how do you think you can link in then the the curious wolf writing into the stationary business is there a link oh yeah definitely um everybody who joins the membership will be getting a kind of welcome pack and that will come from some of our stationery but we are going to create quite a few branded products and the good thing is because ourselves you know we yeah have some foil printed notebooks these kind of different things yeah uh, 
we're going to come up with a range of Curious Wolf cards that will be a mix of affirmations and something that you could then send on to somebody else to make them feel better about their day. So Brilliant. there's a whole load of things that, that will tie in really closely with that. Yeah, fab. And I wonder, I'm just thinking out loud now, you know me and my brain just works, but even on some of the back of your um, cars, it could be like a little quote from somebody that's written something in Curious Wolf just to have that continuous link, isn't it? that'd be amazing yeah 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 I love it okay I'll be coming right. <laughs> so we've known each other for I don't know was it like two years now yeah, in, in different capacities and and uh Suzanne and I and Jane lovely Jane previous podcast host Jane um we all met up God, when was that April yeah yeah um in Scotland which was lovely really nice and I think for us it was nice to have that connection in real life wasn't it as well um but what is really important to you in your business right now well going back to that time when we met up finding out Mm. just all you are (laughs) (laughs) yeah six foot yeah that's me (laughs) sorry so yes what's really important I think yeah staying true to um my values, I think, is a big mm. part of it because yeah. things start to cost an awful lot more. Then yeah. there can be a temptation to cut corners, and that's something that I absolutely refuse to do. Um, yeah, I think it's too important to to just keep the values there. Just what you started with has got to yeah. actually that way. So, so doing that. So, what comes? What's most important to me? I think actually just getting stuck into the curious wolf and making it happen. Yeah, realizing that. I do have within my power the ability to create a really good space for people. Yeah, um, and then came before it before I left teaching. The idea of it came from I think a lot of people really are quite lonely. And mm. reading that book, the Eleanor Eleanor Oliphant. Book, oh, yeah, I love that, that book. It was the part of that that just stuck with me about when she went home on a Friday and yeah. knew she anyone until the Monday and that that just stuck with me so much that well, you're gonna that, make me cry now because I that book was oh yeah so that's always been with me so that makes me think if I can create something that anybody who is feeling lonely or a bit mm. from people around them or yeah um, and that doesn't have to be a single person people can be lonely with friends with you know yeah absolutely yeah and that's going to be a real driver for me to do that so that's 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 probably the mission behind it yeah bringing people together I love that what a fabulous mission that is absolutely brilliant um okay so product business is bloody hard at the moment (laughs) (laughs) better (laughs) and pivoting is is, it is essential and I think when you also when you've got to a certain level in your business as well and being an entrepreneur um you're always thinking of different things anyway. So there's always going to be pivots in there. Um, okay. Have you got any tips or tricks that you can share with the audience on, I don't know, on anything that you think would be relevant, really, I guess, in relation to product business or your curious wolf writing? Hmm. I think for any business, ideal client is really, really important. And I don't think I knew very much about ideal client when I started, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I started looking into it, you know, you would get the the typical, where do they go on holiday? What supermarket do they go to? And, mm-hmm. and all the things which are valid and are important. Mm-hmm. But I really felt that they really helped me get to the root of who my ideal client is. Yeah. So top tip for me is think about your ideal client's internal conflict 
what keeps them up at night what makes them worry about things mm-hmm. what are the pivot points that they've gone through yeah the pandemic so how did that affect them you know so thinking of things like that so really get to grips with really who your ideal client is can mm-hmm. then help your messaging just become an awful lot clearer and help yeah. yourself a bit more as well because mm-hmm. everything you're doing is with them in mind yeah way. absolutely yeah do you, do you put a, a a picture to that ideal client do you put a face to that ideal client yes I do in my head but yeah you actually see things visually a lot in yeah my head all the time anyway so yes I do yeah. in my head, but not an actual physical one I wouldn't have like a an image of anybody no yeah I love that because I'm, I'm very visual I always ask people that because for me it really helps but for you know the people it might not but I think having that picture as well in your head so you can visualize them when you're doing your messaging is is really helpful absolutely yeah okay amazing um I could talk to you all day (laughs) about products and business and everything but I think that one of the most important questions that I want to ask you is what is your favorite cake Suzanne oh see hell you know I don't even like cake all that much but (laughs) but if you did if you did but I must say I had a strawberry tart on Friday really freshly made fresh cream nothing synthetic and it was nice delicious so oh that is my favorite. strawberry tart right okay yeah nice nice and lovely love it love it love it love it your right if, cake at the moment sorry it's your current favorite cake at the moment it's at the moment so was it on saturday i had a cheesecake and it was a blueberry cheesecake mm. it was really lovely still it's coffee and walnuts like yeah. top but yeah I did have a really nice cheesecake so to be honest though for me any cake <laughs> I love cake any cake uh, in moderation you know always in moderation although I made with the, the twins the other day we made um just cornflake cakes you know just literally melted chocolate cornflakes in a bowl mix it all in in the fridge brilliant you know, simplicity yeah yeah Right. So if anyone is interested in getting to know more about Combossa Studio, Stationery, Combossa, um, obviously your wedding side of it, or your fantastic new Curious Wolf, how and where will we find you? Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> Combossa Studio on Etsy, um, yeah. studio website as well, mm-hmm. and Combossa.co.uk as well for weddings too. Um, Curious website is under construction at the moment, so uh, okay, back on that one. Yeah, but we can find you on um, Instagram as well, all the social platforms. Curious Wolf, yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been absolutely lovely to have you and hear all about your your transition from teacher to writing, um, and then all the all the stuff in between. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Fabulous and Female. As always, my leaving message to you is remember to do the one thing that makes you feel fabulous. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review.